we are in our second day of learning about the amazing Yigamidus uh, Harachimim from the perspective of the Tomer Dvorah, who found the idea of the 13 attributes of mercy in the Psukim at the end of Micha, one of the minor prophets. We learned yesterday the idea of me, the first me that was expressed in the verse, me el kamocha, me kel kamocha, who is a God like you, which we said the idea of who is a God like you, kel, the word el, kel implies strength and implies chesed, we find in many places. And Mikael Kamocha, who is the one who has strength as you do, but has the chesed, which you do to bear the sins and the two principles that made that Midas so uh, strong were the fact that God knows everything that's going on, his omnipotence is obvious, that uh, God knows everything that's going on, and he has the power to stop the sinner from sinning, and yet despite the fact that God knows what's going on, and he has the power to stop the sin, with the koach that God gives, we uh, miss take it, we misuse it, misappropriate it, and do sin with it. And he knows it's happening, as we explained yesterday. And from there, the Tomer Torah suggests we should also have the meat of Sablanut, be patient. So it's patience, and be patient one, to that extent, even if someone's doing something wrong with us, with the uh, abilities, money, resources, power, that we've ascribed them and given them, we should also, if the situation is right, not because not we're weak, not because we don't have a backbone, but because we want to go in Derech Hashem. I want to say, before going on, I just want to say one practical thing about this idea of sablanud, of being patient. We we mentioned yesterday that sablanud is something which is getting less and less in the world, unfortunately, and we have to really combat it, in my humble opinion, because the movement, we're so different than earlier generations in having everything we want all the time, and it's getting faster and faster. Like People used to have to go outside to the bathroom in cold weather, like we're experiencing in Israel today. Yeah, now we have water coming out of the wall, air conditioning, climate control, uh, through whatever we want at a finger at our fingertips. Therefore, friends, here's the practical point I was thinking: when we have opportunities of uh, slight difficulty that we often want to push them away, we should welcome them. See those. I'm obviously speaking to myself. Needless to say, look at those as opportunities to build this muscle. Right? Someone goes to a gym, he doesn't complain about the fact why the weight's so heavy. You're in the gym, man. You have to lose. You want to. You want your biceps. You want your quads. You want your, your your waistline to go down a little bit. You enjoy the weights. So so too we should be when we have when we have situations which try our patience. We should say, wow, this is such an amazing muscle I have called being patient. And the more I am patient, the more I'm on the derech ola beit Hashem. More I'm on the way going up to Kadosh Baruch Hu. To be the derech Hashem, so it's an opportunity. It's not a difficulty. With that, let's jump into the next meter. No se avon. When no se avon linsoa something means to carry it. No, thank you. No se avon means he carries sin. Now here we're going to see right there on the bottom, please, Donna. Thank you. Oh no, there we go. Yeah, so good. Thank you. Right there, perfect. No, um, no se avon to carry sin. Quick introduction. Here we see the Tomer Dvorah coming up with a brilliant, novel interpretation of the words based on his more spiritual, mystical way of looking at things. When we say no se'avon, I think everybody would see the idea of no se'avon, God carries sin, which is uh, familiar words. Those are words actually in Chomish also. No se, I believe, right? No se'avon. He carries sin means, so to speak, right? Isn't that what we say? So to speak, he carries sin. There's nothing actual which God is carrying, but as opposed to punishing right away, 
God carries it. So let's see what he says. Harezeh Godome Akodem. This is greater than the last Mida. Wow. So so already it's kind of scary. As great as the last Mida was, this one's even greater than that. Sharei lo yasa adam avon mashchit. Every time a person sins, he creates what I like to call an exact Kabbalistic terminology, a spiritual bad guy. Yeah? A spiritual baddie. Amashkas. There, there is a spiritual, like we know when we do good mitzvah, we create good spiritual powers. When we do bad things, we create bad spiritual powers. Kiddetnan, as it says in Avot, bring the screen down, please. Thank you. When one does a sin, he acquires himself a prosecutor. Now, stop for a moment, friends. That is a real reality in the Tomodora's world. It's not a idea. It's not a maybe. It's not a evaluation. It's a real thing. Now, therefore, that um, prosecutor stands in front of Shem Omer, Ploni Asaani, right? Ruvain, Shimon, Rachel made me. And there's nothing that stands in the world without the sustenance and flow from God. Let's understand that. We're used to a physical world and a spiritual world, right? And in our perception, the physical world needs this sustenance. And the proof is, I'm hungry. I have to go soon to an event. And I already told Ronnie, our wondrous cook, to make sure to, as we say, need to tell me some food before I go. Right, we know the physical world needs sustenance, but the spiritual world also needs sustenance, and obviously that's true. Right, as much as there is a world of malachim and there is a world of spiritual forces, excuse me, the spiritual world needs sustenance also because it's a creation. Anything that was created means it's a reality now. God's, as the Rambam says in, as the Rambam tells us in the Sodei Torah, the only absolute reality is His reality. Everything else is a non. Uh, everything else is a non-absolute reality which needs sustenance. Okay, not hard. It's probably a new idea to many of us, but it's not a very hard concept uh, to grasp. Now, what this spiritual baddie that we made through a sin, what is going to keep it alive? Could you guess? What should God say? God should say, I don't, I don't deal with spiritual bad guys. Where should you go? Go to the one who created you and get your life force from him or her. Now, what would happen? Let's follow that narrative. And God forbid that Mashkid would come and take his life force from our life force and take our neshama, or cut, spiritually cut us off, or we be punished. Okay, so we don't have to go into all the details of exactly how it works. I don't think that's important for us. But the idea is pretty uh, simple within this worldview to understand. We do a sin, we, we do a mitzvah, spiritual force created. That will uh, that will accompany us forever. A negative thing, a spiritual force is creating. The spiritual force needs sustenance, right? And and God should say, let the sustenance come be, be from the sinner. And it would tap into our life force. Just, just as a mashal, we'll probably go to this mashal, this parable again. If you create a child, right? Someone, 
like you know the 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 American soldier in Vietnam who had a kid. So he understands morally that that kid is my responsibility. I have to take care of that child. It's not pleasant for me. He goes back to he goes back to South Carolina. His wife and suddenly there's a Vietnamese kid. Okay, right, but you have a moral responsibility. You created him, and he's going to come back to you for his sustenance in some way. So to on the spiritual plane, the same thing happens. Now, what should happen? But here's the chesed. God, God does not do that. He carries the sin. Meaning that spirit carrying the sin doesn't just mean it's not proverbially carries the sin. He actually carries it. He takes it on his back, so to speak. Kodesh Baruch says, you know what? I don't want the sinner to die. I want to give him another chance. If this spiritual force comes, so he's going to be out. I'm not going to do that. So that's what Hashem does. Just as God gives sustenance to the whole world, he takes care of this mashkut. Okay? Until one of three things happen. Or the sinner does tshuva, does repents. And through the suffering of tshuva, which as the Mesil Sharm says, tshuva has some suffering. It doesn't have to be physical suffering, but it's at least mental anguish. How could I do this? Right? That process of, of disconnect Etc. Those yisurim cut off this mashkus. Oh, you've leo shofet tzedek yisurim, or through eventual uh, punishment, or let's avoid that option. Goes to Gehenim, and there he'll get um, uh, pay. Therefore, you'll pay off his his obligation. Behindu shomer kain gadol avonim and so Cain said, "My sin is too great to bear." When he thought about how great his sin was, he said, God, this is just too great to bear. Okay? Let's jump to, let's see down a little bit now what this practically means for us. Okay, so everybody gets the Mida, so it's beautiful. See, I, I'm moved by this. Again, it's definitely in his system, but what I want to show you here is by using his mystical system, he shed a totally new light in the words, no se'avon. It's not, so to speak, he carries a sin, he really carries the sin. Sin doesn't mean the sin, but it means the thing created by the sin. But Hashem is really creating it. And, and we have to understand that is obviously a tremendous chesed. Because again, as opposed to, that's the rachamim, that's the chesed, that's the patience. That's the belief in us that Hashem says. As opposed to having us bear the brunt of our actions, he gives us time because he doesn't want us to be destroyed. Yilmod Adam, from this a person should learn. Kama tsarich shiye savlan. How much, how far do we have to go to bear the difficulties of our friends? Viratov sheheira. And the bad that they do to us. Again, as we said yesterday, because we're in the system called not just not just the system of loving our friends as we love ourselves, we're in the system of going with Derech Hashem, which, as we said, is really an unfathomable mountain. It's Everest on steroids, but if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us this command, it means he believes in us, and he believes we do have a place, and at least we have to start taking the steps. Uh, Sulam Ha'ola Beit Hashem, Sulam Mutzav Arta, Roshim Yigiyah 
with with firm planting in the ground. But yes, that's what it is. No matter how no matter how much patience a person has accomplished for that child, for sometimes a spouse, right? Sometimes a husband needs a tremendous amount of of a husband needs a tremendous amount of patience for a spouse. Why is she saying this? Why is she doing this again? Why didn't she do this? And a wife needs a tremendous amount of patience for a husband. I don't know if I could say it online, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think in a certain way, like every woman thinks her husband is somewhere on the spectrum. You know what I mean? It's very hard sometimes for women. Like, why doesn't my husband get it after all these years? Why is he so foolish? Right? What is he not getting? You have to be patient with your husband. You have to be patient with your wife. You have to be patient with your mother. You have to be patient with your daughter-in-law. Patience just, you know, grin there. Kaddish Baruch was so patient with us. And I think we understand also, friends, that why this is so potent. I forgot to say in my introduction, my little introduction yesterday, part of the reason I chose this source for this time is because we all appreciate we're in a time when we need tremendous, tremendous Rachel We don't know how to get out of these things. You know, Hamas will play around. Let if you know if someone would have told you there's gonna come a time there could be 180 people in captivity. Oh my god, who could even imagine such a thing? So because we've gotten 60, 70, I don't know how many have gotten out uh today, Baruch Hashem, but we're still in such a terrible case, a terrible situation. Then and then and what's going to be with our friends up north and our friends? We need a lot of rachmei shemaim. And what's going to be once we once we get out of this? Are we going to go back to fighting cats and dogs with each other? Is that what we're going back to? How do we hold the achdus? We need a lot of rachmei shemaim. So so if all of us dig a little bit deeper and are are more patient, of course I'm totally speaking to myself. We will act in the ways of God, and therefore He will be mashpia on us. So you guys act like me. I'll act like that to us. Let's just finish the paragraph and then we'll be done. How much, how far do you have to go? Even like this, even when the, his bad is still there, he's still doing it to me. But you know what? I don't want to blow up my friend. I don't want to fire this guy. I don't want to get divorced. I don't want to kick my kid out of the house. I don't want to, I don't want to not deal with my brother anymore. I don't want to not I don't want that congregant to leave the shul. I don't want my neighbor to have to leave because of me, even though he's not a peseder. I want him to fix himself. Until that. Okay? So, incredible. So we've done already the first two. I hope over the week we'll get at least uh, four or five of the Mido done. And I look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow and continuing this journey. Thank you very much.